0: This is The Punt Return, with Woot and
1: Y. And it's all proudly brought to you by Reading the Play. The place to go for the winning edge. Hello, welcome back to another episode of The Punt Return. We are just uh, two weeks away, or it's three weeks, but three games away from the conclusion of the NFL season. Divisional weekend uh, was pretty rough. Uh, across the board now, uh myself i've gone uh even money for for i went one and one in wildcard weekend one and one in divisional so hopefully we can uh reverse our fortunes and go two from two here in conference weekend unfortunately it's not been a great playoff run for mr nfl of reading the play the place to go for all the winning edge on sport and horse racing and he joins me on the line mr nfl how are you mate
0: very good, Josh. Um, yeah, you're right, mate. Uh, the, the plays were put forward to your listeners. Yeah, both have sort of gone down. But, you know, if you had subscribed, you would have found out last week that uh, out of the three plays you put out, uh, we had two winners. So, yep. you know, um, it's hard to pick up a, um, a best bet early in the week. You know, generally, you sort of tend to sort of wait a bit later and pick yeah. up more information about the games. And yeah, we we had a couple of good wins with the under in the, in the Falcons Phillies uh, game, and and also uh, obviously the, the, the Pats. The Pats were very well liked at the minus three and a half. and I know that you had, had them as a play. And yep. yeah, we did it reading the play as well. So yeah, it, it wasn't a bad week last week. Um, just didn't tip you guys into the right one.
1: No, and that's why people need to subscribe because it might not be the winner here, but you can uh, get plenty of winners from readingtheplay dot com, especially for Big Bash. Uh, and uh, the Australian Open and horse racing as well. So please check that out and the A League as well. Uh, but let's look ahead at the conference weekend. But before we do that, uh, let's just quickly talk some NFL futures. So right now we have four teams left uh, in in the running for Super Bowl Fifty Two. New England Patriots are the favorite at two dollars. The Vikings three dollars ten. The Eagles seven dollars, and the Jaguars nine dollars. Odds courtesy of William Hill. Um, they also have an exact result and a Super Bowl matchup market. So if you think you know what's going to happen, um, you could potentially say New England beats Minnesota at three dollars thirty at the moment. Or if you think Minnesota beats Jacksonville, that's ten to one odds at the moment. Um, and if you also are interested in what you think the potential Super Bowl fifty-two line, lines will be, uh, they are up early with some hypothetical mythical matchups here. So um, if if all goes to plan according to the books and it is. A Patriots, uh, Vikings favorite, despite the Minnesota Vikings being at home, the Pats would be two and a half point favorites against the Vikings. What are your thoughts on, on all of those? Uh, anything jump out at you or you think that sounds all about right?
0: Look, oh, I have no reason to change. I think a couple of podcasts back, you know, last time I was on, um, we went through the brackets and now I think, we sort of uh, well, I sort of went toward the Pats up against the Vikings in the big yep. game and you know, I have no reason to change and
1: yep. you know
0: I really feel like they have been the best teams uh, apart from the Eagles without Wimps now and, and yep. that's a great leveler and I, and I pretty much think that the Vikes should should take care of the Eagles Yeah, and it's going to be one of my plays and um, and actually, it's probably going to be the, the play that we'll put forward to your uh, listeners. Um, but yeah, no, no reason to change. I, I think um, Brady and uh, gang can you know, do the job on the Jags, and I think the Vikes can sneak the win away with the great motivation of that home Super Bowl looming.
1: Yeah, coming coming home, and uh, it's a pity uh, Woot isn't here this week. Uh, he's expected to be back uh, tomorrow. Actually, we're recording our show here, so we'll have all three of us to, for our big Super Bowl show. Uh, not next week, but the week after we'll, uh, have our, each of our plays for the match itself. I'm sure there'll be conflicting plays with only so many angles, but, uh, you can, as a listener, you can decide who made the more compelling case or who you trust more and, and go with that route. Um, but we'll have some prop bets and, and other discussions about the, about the game. And, and hopefully it is a, uh, a little bit of a, a, good game between your Minnesota Vikings and Woot's Philadelphia Eagles this week. Um, you said that's your play. So which way are you leaning?
0: Yeah, look, um, I like this I like the Vikings you know, and I like them at the the minus three. Now I, I've got a feeling it may come in a little bit, so if you can get it under that minus three, even maybe um, you know taking a, a, a lesser price and maybe bringing it in, in the minus two and a half. But yeah, I, I'm happy to play it at minus three. I think that's I wouldn't go. Outside of that, mm-hmm. um, just looking at all the numbers, uh, they seem to lean toward the Vikings, just where the Eagles are missing wins and, and offensively they're, they're lacking their normal punch and, you know, uh, productivity. so that when you look at the DVOA numbers and average yards per game, their, their numbers are really drop offensively up with folds. Um, and they're really relying upon their running, uh, offense. Uh, granted, you know, they got some excellent running backs with, uh, Blunt and, um, uh, you know, excellent options there. But I, I think the Vikings have got the, 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 running deep to take care of them, to, to keep them in check. Um, and I feel like, uh, Xavier Rhodes, the corner for the Vikes can take care of our from Jeffries with the, in the to the passing game. And I think that forces the Eagles' hand a, a little bit, and pretty much, I think it's going to be a similar game plan to last week where, they ran the ball, held a lot. Um, I can see that the same sort of game plan, you know, ma- mapping out again against the Vikes. But I, I think the Vikes might just have a little bit, uh, you know, offensively, um, you know, they're very strong on both sides, the running and the passing. So I, I think they might just have enough for the Eagles to, to, to squeak by and, and cover that monastery.
1: Yeah, if this game was at Minnesota, I would be all over the Vikings. My my only concern is, and, and I'm going to speak about this game as one of my players later on in, in the show, is the conditions and the outdoor environment of Philadelphia, which helped them um, limit the, the Vikings last week. And it's something they're used to playing in, and, and that's where they're built heavily among, you know, in the trenches. Obviously, Minnesota's defense is amazing. So is Philadelphia's front. But that Philadelphia O-line is, I think, going to be something that's really important. And if Minnesota can can beat that Philadelphia O-line, I do think that that game um, will be over and Minnesota will trump. So I think that's the most important matchup of the game is that Minnesota front seven against Philadelphia's O-line. Whoever dominates that matchup, I think, will win the game. So... Um, that's something to watch. I I'm looking forward to this game. A lot of people are scrunching their nose up at the thought of Foles and Keenum, but you know there's always that saying, and I, I hate cliches. I'm always rallying against them on the show and coach speak, but defense does win championships, and um, these two defenses have been one of the the better two or, or three all season, obviously outside of the Jags. But uh, I do think this this game will be a good one. So your uh, play at the moment, uh, the minus three, I think is a dollar Five. Uh, uh, yeah, minus three is a dollar ninety-five at William Hill. But if you can shop around and, and find that minus two and a half, then um, obviously that half point is is huge and definitely encourage that.
0: Yeah, look, oh, I, I definitely agree there, and I just think yeah, maybe it might be worth putting on hold, just locking that in at this stage. You know, I have a feeling tomorrow, dollar ninety-five, it might roll out a bit more and even drop into the minus two and a half. So, yeah, look. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to play at the minus three, and you know, I'll put that forward, and we can lock that in as my play. But um, yeah, I'd I'll, I'll almost hold off a little bit this week, and that's what I might do with the reading the play, guys. And you know, um, try to try to find a price under the field goal.
1: Yeah, exactly. And there's no harm in waiting in the playoffs because the lines are pretty steady, and wait for more information. You're not going to miss out on a huge line movement um, as opposed to the regular season when there's just multiple matchups and. And things like that. So definitely worth holding, holding on, um, until Sunday night or, or Sunday day or even Monday morning. Um, that is the later game. So, um, yeah, plenty I of time. Yeah, can't agree
0: with you more. Yeah, can't agree with you more there. Look, you know, wait, waiting's key, you know, you can pick up conditions of the field and then, and any late withdrawals and anything like that and, you know, just, you know, line movements and, and things like that are very important. So, you know, to just hold off and, you know, um, you might get something better than what what you expected.
1: Yeah, both both games are outdoors, so the weather is important. Uh, if you, you know, there is, uh, um, just checking now, there is wind, uh, sunshine expected in New England up north, but uh, some wind and cold temperatures expected um, for the Philadelphia game, obviously, being at night. So it could be some dewy, uh, conditions there, so it's worth noting and, and monitoring that, so the wind uh, could play a factor in that game, but yeah, yeah. definitely recommend waiting for uh, as long as you can.
0: Yeah, look, uh, and, and on that, you know, waiting's key, and particularly with another player of mine, I'll get a guys in game that I'll, I'll more likely to be playing the under in the, the Vikes-Eagles game. And, you know, I, I think that total might roll out a bit further. Um, so, again, waiting's key. And, you know, I think we can get somewhere around, hopefully around 40, 41, maybe, if it does roll out a little bit more.
1: Yeah, OK. That's a little bit of a free pick for the loyal listeners that have tuned in all season long from Mr. NFL. Uh, Mr. NFL, before we let you go, uh anything from uh, reading the play this week?
0: Oh, look, yeah, yeah, well, pretty much wrapping up for the uh, NFL season but you know we we'll still got subs to you know weekly subs that you can pick up and especially going into the Super Bowl you know we we have a little bit of interest of people picking up subs like just for that play and you know we'll we'll break it down in a couple of weeks time and we'll really um, have a good look at it and you know uh, hopefully it's a patch Vikings and um, yeah look and bring the play with a lot the offer coming in the summer and you know we've got a lot of cricket on and you know, the big bash is an everyday event. So, you know, plenty to choose from. The guys do an excellent job uh, capping that uh, sport and uh, they've been very successful. So, yeah, definitely recommend the guys to get along, join up and, you know, uh, have some fun with us.
1: Definitely. And, uh, Mr. NFL, we'll, we'll talk not next week but the week after and uh, look forward to uh, a good Super Bowl. Hopefully the Vikings, uh, for, for me personally, um, uh, Woot will obviously be cheering on his Eagles. So you guys will be going head-to-head um, so enjoy it, and hopefully uh, things won't be uh, too hostile here in, in, a, in a fortnight's time.
0: No, it'd be nice to have, have uh, Mr Wood back, and you know I love his thoughts, and he's been very successful early on in the season. So, yeah, look, um, you know, it'd be nice to sit down, have a chat, and break down the big game in a couple of weeks' time.
1: All right, a big thanks to Mr NFL for joining the show and, and for reading the play for joining the punt return all season long here in 2017 the first year of the punt returns been a a, been a success we won at a good rate this season and despite the playoffs being a little bit rough and some of those numbers i'll get to in a minute um we've had a had a load of fun uh doing the show and and following our picks each and every week so some some figures here from uh the postseason and conference championship weekend so nine is the highest line in a championship game since the patriots were 14 point favorites in 2008, against the Chargers, which coincidentally isn't one of uh, 538. 538.com did a feature uh, today of the uh, easiest paths to make the uh, Super Bowl, and this year's Patriots have the easiest path to make the Super Bowl in modern NFL history. Surprisingly, 2007 is not in the top 10 or the top 25 for the Patriots. The Packers' 2007 is. Um, they had a 68.6% chance against the Seahawks and then a 677 chance against the Giants and lost to the Giants. So um, I definitely recommend checking out that article, but um, the Patriots have four inside the top 10 of easiest paths to make the Super Bowl, and that 14-point uh, line against the Chargers doesn't classify as one of those, so um, plenty of other things to, to look at there. Um, it's a nice model of how they work out all of that some great work with data there so nine is the key number here but favorites of nine or higher are 12 and 1 straight up since 1984 in the playoffs but are just seven and six against the spread the total in the NFC championship game at 38 and a half or 39 is the lowest total in a championship game since 2011 when the steelers played the jets um, yes, the Jets in 2011. Um, not that long ago that they were relevant. Um, home teams have dominated championship weekend over the last four seasons. They're eight and zero straight up, seven and one against the spread, and uh, some numbers at home for people that love backing the home do- at the home favorites or even a home dog. In the case of Philly, New England and Philly were tied for second in the NFL against the spread um, at home this season. Surprisingly, the Jets who've come up again were first at six and two at home against the spread, uh, so that's worth noting. But however, saying all of that, underdogs, underdogs have been killing it this postseason. This is the best playoffs we've ever seen for underdogs. They're currently seven and one against the spread, and four and four straight up. That'll explain some of our skewed data um, across the board in our bets um, so far. One and one in wildcard weekend. One and one in divisional. But in saying that. I'm still going with New England minus 9 against the Jags as my first play this week. So this Jags defense everyone keeps talking about. Um, some people are saying just think of them as the Broncos or or the Vikings or, or someone like that playing New England, not these Jacksonville Jaguars, not these cheaters. Um, it's cheaters as in ARS as, as opposed to ERS, um, which coincidentally is who they're playing. Uh, but the Jags defense has now given up 42 points to Pittsburgh and 44 to the 49ers in two of its last three road games. Um, so I don't know why this Jackson defense is being talked up a lot. I don't think it's as good as many make it out to be. So over their last four road games, the Jaguars defense has allowed 32 points per game, and that includes that 42 and 44. So I'm not really sure where this narrative about their defense has been great all season against the past, but it's over the last sort of month or so hasn't been as great on the other side of the coin the best defense in the nfl that no one's talking about is the patriots defense the patriots defense is underrated they've allowed an average of 14 points over their last 13 games and just 12.16 points per game over their last six home games why is no one talking about this no one is talking about the patriots defense everyone's focusing on Brady versus this Jags defense when in reality the matchup is going to be one on the other side of the ball, how well the Jags can play against this New England defense, and you can't expect Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville defense to have anywhere anywhere near the same level of success this week against the Patriots and Bill Belichick, a Bill Belichick coached team as it did against a Steelers defense that's been terrible since Ryan Shazier unfortunately injured himself or got injured. Um, in that uh, just horrible, horrible accident um, late in the season. So, yeah, the spread's huge, but the New England Patriots are a ridiculous 10-1 against the spread in their last 11 games, making them the only team in the last six seasons to cover the spread 10 times in an 11-game span. Pretty unprecedented stuff here from this juggernaut of a team with the greatest coach of all time. And whether your opinions on Brady are, he is the GOAT, or not, he's arguably a top three to five quarterback ever. I don't think that is disputable whatsoever. So you've got a the greatest coach of all time, an all-time great quarterback. That's a pretty impressive feat from those two um, in terms of against the spread betting. New England also has has a nice playoff home winning streak going. They've won seven straight, six and one against the spread by an average of 18.3 points. And they've won six games by an average of 17.3 points at home in a row. So six straight games, 17.3 points at home. Spreads under 10, it's a key number there. The visiting team is 0-5 and five against the spread in their last five conference championship games. So in saying all of that, I expect the Patriots to protect the ball, keep Tom Brady in third and short situations, keep the pass rush on its heels, quick passing, releasing the ball early, and then Bill Belichick going in there and doing what he always does and shut down an opponent's number one weapon, which is a banged-up Leonard Fournette, who, after his ankle injury, really, really struggled on the ground, averaged 2.08 yards per carry on the ground after his injury. So they're going to say, all right, if you want to beat us, if you want to win here in our home, Blake Bortles, throw on us. And I just can't see them doing that. Um, They might keep things interesting for a while, but eventually New England will uh, will be the better team. They are the class of the NFL, have been all season, never lost faith um, in them being the Super Bowl champions, even when they lost in week one against Kansas City. You can win a battle against the Pats. You can't win a war, and the Super Bowl title is that war, and I just think they're going to be too good here for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the Pats, minus nine against the Jags, is my first play of championship weekend. And my second play is Philadelphia plus three and a half against Minnesota. Now, I know it's plus three at some books, so I would encourage waiting uh, potentially, and we did speak to Mr. NFL about potentially waiting, but we are kind of going head-to-head here. Um, he likes Minnesota minus three. I like Philly plus three. Um, I do think the three is right. I do think Minnesota p- probably win this game but by a field goal, so that plus half, I think is going to be the key here in this one. Um, so if it doesn't move, then I potentially recommend uh, buying uh, half a point. And if you're just looking at that, you're getting about a dollar seventy-five um, for Philly plus three and a half versus Minnesota. So why do I like plus three and a half here? Well, the matchup is between Minnesota's number one defense against Philadelphia's number four defense. So I'm expecting that to be the story of the game, and that's going to keep probably the total under. That could be a strong play as well. I know it's very low, um, but outdoors and wind and weather, and uh, Mr. NFL and I agree on that one. Um, So keep an eye on that. But when there's a low-scoring game, it's normally close, and I think a field goal is going to matter here. But I do think home field matters, and the Eagles are now giving up 10 points or less in six of their nine home games this year, which is quite phenomenal. And the Vikings have also had issues at times moving the ball away from home. And their defense has surrendered 23 points or more four times on the road during the regular season while not allowing more than 19 at home. So they're much, much better home defense than they are away. Although Nick Foles is averaging only 10 points a game since uh, Carson Wentz's injury. So that's something to note as well. Minnesota is... 3-11 Three and eleven against the spread in their last fourteen games when playing Philly, and they're one and seven against the spread in their last eight games when playing on the road against Philadelphia. Now I know they're riding high and they, and they've got the uh, the movement to come home for the Super Bowl, Minnesota. And I, uh, look, I'm really hoping uh, the NFL fan in me wants to see. I'd rather see a New England Minnesota matchup. I just think it'd be more entertaining rather than. New England just hammering Nick Foles and the Eagles um, in in Minnesota, so I am rooting for Minnesota. But that plus three and a half is huge. But lost in all that wooing last week from that insane finish was an iffy performance from Vikings quarterback Case Keenum. He wasn't great um, after getting out to that seventeen point lead, seventeen to zero lead. Um, unfortunately, couldn't close out that game as best as they could have. So while under pressure, he completed 3 of 11 attempts for 42 yards, and he floated a series of passes dangerously into coverage, including a very lucky catch from Adam Thielen, and then obviously the Stephon Diggs um, catch as well. But 1 minute 47 left in that game, that, Th- that Thielen floater um, was uh, was a dagger um, on that drive. But Case Keenum in the divisional round, when he was kept clean, he had a passer rating of 116.5. When he was pressured... 5.1 passer rating. That's a massive difference. And what do we know about this Eagles defense is they're a team that loves to pressure. And they're a team that doesn't give in to luck here for a chance to show up here in that one like like the Saints did. So defensively, the Eagles have allowed only 40 passing plays of 20 or more yards and 10 of 40-plus while boasting the fourth-best turnover differential in the NFL at plus 11 They've picked off 19 wayward passes and have eliminated opposing quarterbacks to a 79.9 passer rating on the year, which is the 8th best in the NFL. Their ability to collapse the pocket will encourage a few more of those risky floaters potentially from Case Keenum, with the Philadelphia pass rush totaling 38 sacks. And according to Pro Football Focus, they've generated pressure on 34.7% of their snaps including 38.3% of their snaps when rushing only four. So Keenum has a completion percentage of just 54% with five touchdowns to three interceptions and a 74-pass rating when facing pressure this season. So I said to Mr. NFL that the key in this game is how Minnesota's offensive line handles that Philadelphia front, and I think that Philadelphia front will keep things in it um, I'm expecting a wild finish in this one, not quite as wild as Stefan Diggs, but potentially a Stefan Diggs catch or a Latavius Murray run to set up a, a Kai Forbath field goal to put this one out of reach, maybe a 1.2-point or 3-point win to the Vikings on the road here. Um, so they're my tips, and there's kind of a free bet there on the under in that game from both Mr. NFL and myself. I know that total is insanely low, and it's very tempting to bet the over because we've seen games, especially last week, where the total was 41, and we saw nearly 90 points scored in that game, but it's hard to see Foles and Keenan producing that type of um, explosion of points here. So, um, looks like uh, a little bit of a sneak preview as to the podcast tomorrow. I'm recording with Woot, but uh, New England and Minnesota, uh, from us, or from myself here, uh, will be meeting in the Super Bowl. Uh, we look forward to to a week off, and then the following week, uh, we'll be back to preview Super Bowl 52, talk some prop bets, some halftime show stuff. Fortunately, it's Justin Timberlake. Um, but, you know, still some money to be made there, and uh, we'll talk some other prop bets and things as well.
0: Yeah. Has been the puck return. Don't
1: forget to check out readingtheplay.com
0: to get the winning edge on all sports and racing. You can also check out all bets mentioned on today's podcast online at wootteny.com and make sure to follow each of the boys on Twitter at this is woot and at JYNFL or you can follow the podcast at wootteny.
1: And as always,
0: gamble responsibly.